Welcome to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Welcome back, everybody, to Twisted Travelers, episode 12. We are back once again. I'm Chris, and I am joined, as always, with my co-host, Jack. Say hello, Jack. Hello, everyone. We took our little hiatus, uh, took a week off, so I could go play around in the orchards in Michigan, and now we're back to talk about all the news we missed. Yeah, we have quite a bit of news, and then we've got Ride of the Week, little off topic a couple uh actually quite a few different things to do in the back half of the show usually it's just one big thing but this time we have quite a bit like five or six little small things that are just going to add up to be a scrambling pretty much yes that's how it uh would end up most times i think anyway so you want to go ahead and jump on into our news segment since we have a lot this week yeah i definitely and so we just kind of are breaking it down for the first two little news things. It's what parks have announced they're opening and what parks are have opened as of when we are recording since the last time we recorded. So, so we can run through this real quick and uh, just add in some little things, any thoughts we have. So opening, opening soon parks, we have Lakemont Park with Leap the Dips, which had not opened since the parks reopening. I think it was two years ago now. Uh, Leap the Dips, which is like the oldest coaster in the U.S., was not open. It will be open with Lakemont Park on July the 3rd. This makes me sad because one of my original plans was to go to this park this summer. And then, uh, you know, 2020 happened. Um, about that Earth like, um, that's depressing because, you know... He was going to go to all these parks, and now he can't. Leap the Dips was going to potentially be my 200, although I have had some more credits that I didn't expect show up. So at this point, it uh, it might have been Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood. Uh, but, yeah, kind of sad. Well, now we, we'll talk a little bit about like, what it's probably going to be in a minute, and I'm kind of excited for that. But next up, um, let's just kind of run through these. Got Knobles on July 1st, so More the sad. day this podcast drops. Um, Knobles will be Also, open. Doherty Park. It's another one. Gonna, um, <laughs> I was supposed to go to all of these. Yeah, I know you were, which is why it's really depressing. Uh, so, Waldemir on the 3rd, Six Flags a Great Adventure on the 3rd, and Camden go Park there. on the 1st. All of these Chris was supposed to go to. When I was making this, I was like, this is just the list of depression. Four out of six. Waldemere I wanted to go to, but wasn't going to make it to. Camden Park was like, we thought about it for a minute, but I don't think we were going to end up going there. But I'm I'm sad. <laughs> but uh, it worked out. We I'm going on another trip soon. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so all these parks that I was supposed to get credits at. You know, I was supposed to ride El Toro. I was supposed to ride Phoenix. Not going to happen now, sadly. Um, parks that have opened now, one that's been full of controversy throughout the entire past week is Indiana Beach. Indiana Beach. We almost went. We were really close to going, but we just didn't have time to uh, squeeze it in on our drive home from Michigan last week. We were seriously considering stopping for the afternoon, but we just didn't have time to make it happen. So, 
good to see it's reopened. Uh, even with all the drama about, you know, the virus and whatever, but at least it's open. Yeah, that's, I think the good news, I think that's like the arching story of the beginning of this year is, you know, Indiana Beach, oh, it's gone, it's back, hallelujah, amen, everyone's happy because Cornwall Express lives to ride another day. Yep. Um, Kentucky Kingdom opened at, or today. Today, yes, today we record uh, Monday the 29th. Uh, obviously great to hear that. I know me and Jack both love Kentucky Keen. I'm glad yes. they're open. Uh, uh, Hershey Park opened today, and people got to ride Candemonium, and yeah, I've heard mixed right. reviews. Yeah, I have read one review, and the person said that Mako was their favorite. They've written quite a few of the ones in the U.S., and it is in the bottom tier, which I was surprised to hear. But, but then I've seen on like some people on Instagram saying it's their favorite B&M Hyper. Now, whether or not they've written Mako or not, I'm not sure, but then I've heard I've seen a couple people that I know have written Mako say it is really good. So, yeah, I'm I, interested to see when the like full enthusiast population gets to it. I think in the next week or two when they actually open to the like public, I'm interested to hear reviews. Yeah, the thing is with I think B and M hypers are probably the coaster model that has like the most mixed ranking list for like every person because. When you think about it, like some people, Raging Bull, for instance, some people say Raging Bull is the worst. Some people swear by it and say it's the best. Mako, a lot of people say it's good. A lot of people say it's mid-tier. Diamondback, a lot of people say it's good. A lot of people say it's mid-tier. Like, Insert it's sound really, bite. It's really, really mixed when it comes to being on Hyper. So I think everybody's opinion is going to vary on Candemonium a lot. Um, we also have Worlds of Fun. Did my Wi-Fi go out? No, I the power button on my computer. Oh, okay. I was so confused. Me? I was like, what happened? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I told my I went up to hit delete and the um, Okay, where do we start? Okay, we're talking about I was Oh, we were talking about being a hyper. You were saying something about like one of them being like or controversial rankings. That's where we kind of were. Okay, I'm just gonna start that part over then. So yeah, when it comes to B and M hypers, I'd say that they're probably like the the coaster model that has the most varied opinions. Because like, there's people who think Raging Bull is the worst, and there's people who think Raging Bull is the best. Same thing with all the other Hypers, Mako, Diamondback, Apollo's Chariot, Nitro. It seems like every single one, somebody has at the top and somebody else has it at the bottom. It's all very varied when it comes to being a Hyper. So I think opinions on Candemonium will be very different, like, for everybody, really. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think the big thing is Hershey Park is very open. Now, we will... Uh, well, we got to quickly mention everyone complaining about Stormrunner, oh, I think. Yeah, uh, we can't just actually. ignore that. Uh, a soul for a soul. Um, you know, if Thanos were here, I think he I would agree. I need a movie reference, Jack. Are you proud of me? I, I am very... If you know... Yeah, I'm, I'm proud. Yes, I'm proud. Um, yeah, so definitely... Okay, and I, we, let's just go ahead and address this right here. 
I think Top Deal Dragster is going to run this season. I don't think there's there's no reason they won't run it. People, come on, stop making. I hate to use the word stupid, but that's a stupid. Prediction. I yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. Really. Oh. There's just, everyone's like, oh, it's because of the weight, and I just don't see the arguments for that. We're going to plug El Toro Ryan's video. Go watch his uh, Top Thrill Dragster video if you want to know why, like, they can launch it with a half-capacity train. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was Hershey. Uh, Worlds of Fun is also open now. Very good. That The first Cedar Fair Park, I believe. Yeah. yeah. First Cedar Fair Park to open. Uh, very good news. Obviously, Patriot Prowler, Mamba, all those back open. And uh, obviously, Dorney, Kings Island, all that's going to follow fairly soon. So, um, Kings Island opens on the day this comes out will be the Orion First Rider event. We're talking about that in a bit. And then the day, uh, Thursday of this week, so July 2nd, will be their first pass holder preview day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was all of our reopening news for the week. Uh, we and those are the big ones. There's probably a, a lot of like smaller parks we missed, but those are the big ones that you know everyone knows about. So. Yeah. Okay. This next one, though, this ne- we're starting to get into just the news and stuff we've uh, learned throughout the last two weeks. Um, this really is going to be kind of a yesterday's news today type podcast because we're going through all of the stuff we've missed over the last two weeks. But the first one happened today, actually, and it is. Universal Studios Japan is postponing uh, the Nintendo Mario Land. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, from what I'm reading right now is that it says the delay was due to concerns about the coronavirus. Uh, I'm not too surprised about that, considering that some stuff's getting delayed because of it anyway. Uh, no, and, but it, and it looks insane. I mean, we've seen pictures out of this, and we've, we are looking on the uh, website that we got this from. I mean, they've got, like, an aerial shot of this thing, and it just looks, like, straight out of Nintendo. It looks awesome, honestly. Yes, it does look very cool. It's going to be a great land. I'm excited to see it here in Orlando when it shows up. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to uh, when Epic Universe opens, but whenever that is, because that was delayed, too. Well, yeah, I think indefinitely right now, like, this being delayed, it's not a surprise. It really isn't a concern to me, because we aren't planning on going to Japan for, like, five more years, so... Yeah, um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, we I listed it down there. I don't know why. Candemonium is open. We just we talked a bunch about that with Hershey already, so no mm-hmm. need to really get into depth on that. Um, the next one though, mm-hmm. this one, this is got like I know Chris has been excited about this one for a while now, and it just keeps getting more and more exciting. And that is SeaWorld Orlando's. Custom launch B and M. Yeah, uh, this is whatever the surf coaster was supposed to be. I think. Uh, custom launch B and M is supposed to be coming to one of my home parks. If this still happens, I'm going to be very, very, very happy. Well, I, uh, I I don't know if there's been like an actual layout or anything. I don't think there has. Uh, I'm very curious to see what the trains are like and what the layout is based off of. Will it be airtime? Will it be a bunch of inversions? I'm very curious. A mixture of the two? Yeah. Who knows? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> but when you say the words custom launch b and I mean, there are only, I guess, three now launch B&Ms. You've got the 
Hulk and the Hulk clone that's going in at Beijing, and then but those are both done by Universal. But then you also have Thunderbirds, um, really Thunderbird. only one that B and M has done the launch itself for. Mm-hmm. But when they say custom launch B and M, you would think they would say wing launched B and M or something like that. If it were a wing rider, which is why I don't think it's a wing coaster. I don't think so either. If it was, though, I'd be very happy because I love Thunderbird. I mean, a wing coaster would be great. I love them too. But, you know, the thought of B&M doing something that's not just the same thing they've done for the last 30 years. And is if it's hyper-trained on a launch with oh. a bunch of airtime. Okay, don't get my hopes up. That sounds really nice. Yeah. That'd they're just amazing. retrofitting Mako and they're giving it a launched lift. That's all it is. It's lightning rod, but as a B&M hyper without the terrain. Yep. I don't think I would complain. I don't think anybody would. Uh, are they, I mean, do you think there's still the chance that it's a 4D? Because if it is, I'm still going to be very happy with that. I mean, possibly. Uh, we've talked about our 4D theories before. I mean, and everyone Launched knows that I love 4D. X2. Okay, please don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it was, I'd be so happy. But That would know, probably involve us crying, I think. SeaWorld Orlando new B&M is going to be launched from what we have seen now. Uh, very, very excited for that. Probably not. So SeaWorld, pay your bills. Please. <laughs> I'm praying nightly for you to pay for Iron Gwazi. I need this in my life. You realize, SeaWorld, how much better my life would immediately become if you just pay for Iron Gwazi. <laughs> and this is been Jack and Chris complain about SeaWorld. Next. <laughs> Yeah, but this thing's probably not going to be until 2022 because my guess is Icebreaker is going to be 2021 now. So, yeah, uh, mm. we have something else to look forward to with SeaWorld at least. Uh, this is your okay. fault. Yep, this is all my fault. I would like to issue a public apology for what I started this week. <laughs> like, it, you know, you, it's where you get to say you started something in this community, and so to actually get to say that's kind of fun, but I do have to apologize for starting the Ben's debate again. And so if you aren't aware, I tweeted Chad Walter and Don Helbig of Kings Island asking about, will Orion have bins on the platforms, or will we need to rent a locker? And they, they replied, replied that we will have answer. to rent a locker. Boo. And so, okay, so when I asked the question, it was like a legit question, because my dad and I, this is way Coaster Boy moment, we were trying to decide, okay, on opening day, where are we going first? Are we going to Orion or are we going to Mystic? And I was like, okay, it's going to come down to whether or not there's bins on Orion, because if there aren't, then I'm going to Mystic, because I know everyone's going to Orion, and if I got to go put my camera bag in a bin, or in a locker, excuse me, then, you know, I'm going to have to wait in, like, a two-hour line. So mm-hmm. let's go ride everything else, and then if we want to, we can wait in line for Orion later. And so what my dad was like, just, he, this is actually my dad's fault, because he gave me the idea. He was like, I'll just treat John, Don and Chad see what they say. <sighs> and then you started it. And then I started it. And so I yeah. put it on, uh, it was on my Twitter feed, of course, because that's where I asked it. And then I put it on my Instagram story, and then I was like, I might as well put it on Reddit to see what happens. And, you know, from there, it just kind of cascaded out of control. Yeah. Uh, In my opinion, lockers should be included with cost of admission. Uh, Like how Universal does it, lockers are free for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. But then, after like, however long the wait time is, plus some added time, it starts to charge you. 
Uh, I think it should be that way. Otherwise, it it does kind of feel like a money grab because we know it's possible that you could have bins and lockers, and we know that it's possible to keep your stuff in your pockets, especially if you have zippers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, it's not really necessary. In some cases, people need to need to have a locker. If they do, then you have the lockers as an option still. But I don't think it should be required. I I agree, and I definitely um. Well, even some of the things I wish they would do that I, okay, rare words about to come out that six. Is a cheap all day movable locker in part, which I always enjoyed because I can get the five dollar locker and you have to move it like every ninety minutes. And so I just do that all day. Um, so that's and I wish Cedar Fair Parks would do something like that. I would even I'd pay. $15 for that. Okay, don't charge me $15. Don't give them ideas. Pounds, but I I know. But I mean, like, I would love the ability to move it, and I think just that would be a really nice feature because, I mean, it's, for me, I understand, like, I've always kind of associated, like, the risk when I take my camera with me, but it is nice to know that if it's in a locker, it's safe. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um but I am also really spoiled because I have Dollywood as a home park and Southern Hospitality is like the golden rule. So, um, but yeah, that's, so I did start the locker debate. Um, but the big, the big thing is Orion will not have them. The Yukon striker system it was rumored to have is not going to happen. Um, so kind of bummed out about that, but it's, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but you know, there's always that hope in the back of your head that they'll have, they'll decide to do it. Yeah. Uh, the other, th- one other thing we got to throw out there, and I, I keep, we keep dragging on about this. Um, some Kings Island employee, or some claim to be Kings Island employee on Reddit was like, oh, you won't even be able to have glasses or phones and walls. And that really got the pot stored on Reddit, I know. Um, Chad Show Walter shut that down on Twitter real quick. <laughs> He was, I think someone responded to him was like, so what about like phones and lock or phones, waltz, car keys and like glasses? Will they be able to ride in like a zipper pocket or something like that? And he said, yeah, that'll be fine. The other interesting thing he said, fanny packs or whatever you want to call them are allowed on Orion. Are or aren't? Are. Oh, okay. He said this tweet exactly. Here, I'll go read it because it made me crack up when he responded to me. Um, where? Let's. Where is it? I t- I tweeted a lot at Dollywood yesterday. I got to scroll back a bit. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. There it is. Orion cannot accommodate loose articles, including phones, hat, cameras, purses, backpacks, basketballs, mementos from Earth, that one got me, um, etc. Items must be secured in cargo pockets, a waste pack, or in a locker, or with a non-rider. So, waste packs are allowed, fanny packs are allowed. Um, so, yeah, don't plan on bringing your mementos from Earth when you arrive, Orion. You can't take it to your new home yet, I'm sorry. Not allowed. Yep. Uh, okay. Our next thing, oh boy. <laughs> okay, I, we're just going to talk about this one and we're moving on because I don't want to get into it. I really don't want to get into it. All right, so Splash Mountain, both land and world, are getting rethemed to Princess and the Frog. My thoughts. Cool. Uh, if it's necessary to move it along, that's fine. I, I can see both sides of it. 
people who uh, who want it changed because of its background uh, completely have the right to believe that they they have their necessary reasons, and then people who don't want it to be because you know the ride is full of nostalgia and they just like the way it is now and don't view it as that big of a deal. They have reasons to believe that as well. But uh, overall, I think it works out either way, whether they would have left it or changed it. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a good ride, for sure. Yeah, so my thoughts are similar. Pretty much everything Chris said, but I've never ridden it, and that is my biggest regret. I, 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 I really never, like it as it is uh, before. So, but if yeah, I'll never get to ride it at Disney World, and then we were at Disneyland, and we were so pressed for time. Something had to get cut off the itinerary. Guess what? That cut off the itinerary. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed that I will never get to ride the original version, but I do think Princess and the Frog is going to be a fantastic overlay for that ride, to be honest, because that movie is just actually a really good movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be a. I'm interested. I'm, I am looking forward to riding it. Don't get me wrong, but I also kind of wish I got to ride the original. So. Yeah. We're going to move on from that because there's a lot more to that whole debate about, but we don't want to get into it, I don't think. Um, Trips Drill. Okay, I'm trying to remember the names. I can't pronounce Al- them. Let's just the- Uberkampf and Voldampf, I believe they're called. There you go, folks. He, he said it. That's all. That's- Hals Uberkampf being the STC, the Vacoma STC, a new generation inverted coaster. Um. And Voldemp being the uh, family boomerang, the coma family boomerang. So, what are your thoughts? Okay, they look epic. That's all I got. I mean, they look awesome. The way yeah, every okay. Ever since riding Dragonflyer, I'm just kind of obsessed with this idea of like new gen Vacomas mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, they the STC, awesome. I think, obviously catches the eye of all the enthusiasts. Since it's the next gen of the But the boomerang. I mean, yeah, they both really do. Too. The color scheme for uh, Hell's Overconf looks great. I will say. How many times are you going to try I to mean, say that? STC, whatever. When it comes to Chinese rides, I'll just say what <laughs> what it is, but I, I kind of try European <laughs> ones because it's not in just like straight lines. I mean, I. That's, um, that's true. But yeah, the color scheme looks great. The rides themselves look great. But I, I know the, the theming and all that is unfinished. And I saw pictures of the queue and it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, I did see that. But I more care about the, like, yeah, theming's great and all. But the rides are really mm-hmm. what intrigue me because it's the, like, new gym Vacomas and yeah. stuff. So. The, I'm sure they're both great. Uh, the STC, I'm sure, will end up being a success. So hopefully we see more of those. Because I know the family boomerang model has already kind of taken off in Europe. We've seen quite a few of those already. Mm-hmm. This was the first STC, however, so I think it'll be awesome if we get more of those. Yeah. Okay. Last news thing. Last thing. This one I'm extremely mm-hmm. happy about. I'm extremely happy yeah. about this. Uh, smoking is no longer allowed in Cedar Fair Parks. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That was one thing I didn't like about Carowinds, was that air was smoking everywhere, I felt like. But now that they're getting rid of it... Okay, so, I, I, Chris, I think you know this about me, but I am, like, allergic to smoke, like, really bad. Yeah. I cannot be around it that long. And for some reason, especially, like, like e-cigarettes and vaping and all that makes it, like, even worse for me. Like, I cannot stand the smell of that stuff. It has ruined countless days at parks for me. Oh. 
Um, so the fact that I'm never going to have to worry about it again at the Cedar Fair Park just makes me so happy. Yeah, just uh, going to be interesting how they enforce it. But if they enforce it well, then I think it's overall a positive change for sure. Yeah, for sure. So that was all of our news. We had a bunch of news right there. Um, moving on, though, we're back with Ride of the Week. Um, continuing our B&M Hypers. We're down to two, um, Diamondback at Kings Island and Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. Which one are we going to get this week? That's the question. We will see. One thing I will say real quick, me and Jack, we've been talking. We might want to do a little revamp to the podcast soon. I think when we do it, if we can, we should try to find music for this segment. <laughs> yeah, that might be, that should be true. I think it should happen eventually. Okay. It will happen eventually. I'm getting better. I got a new editing software. I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, I'm going to edit this one with like what I have been editing it with. But starting next week, there's going to be some changes, and I'm excited. Okay, so our ride was Diamondback. Oh, so it's working out. We're just we're building up the list. You uh, you want to get your dad in here, and we can have a debate. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. Oh, are you actually going to do this? Okay. Do we want to? I don't know. It's up to you. I, I was kind of kidding, know. but if you want to do it, go ahead. I'll bring him in. Let me go grab him. <laughs> okay, everyone. So, <laughs> little cut there so I could go grab my dad. There's been a debate <laughs> for a long time now about uh, this coaster we're about to talk about, and that is Diamondback. So, um, there really is no discussion. <laughs> I mean, I see on the show rundown here it says Ride of the Week choices. Number one, Mako. Number two, Diamondback. Obviously, someone's made a mistake. I can screenshot the wheel. First, they're not in alphabetical order. It should be Diamondback, then Mako. D comes before M in the alphabet. And two, everyone knows that Diamondback is a much better ride than Mako. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it should be number one, and Mako should be like number two. Mako was a solid ride. I'm not taking anything away from it. But Diamondback has unbelievable airtime all the way out. The second half, not so much. But the the airtime on Diamondback all the way out is almost second to none. Is it seven seconds of straight floater on one hill though? I mean this we all are gonna go on all night. Plus it has the Steger trains, which are the superior trains. Which are trash. You almost feel like you're riding a wing coaster if you're on the edge. It slows the ride I down so much. Seat 2A than I do seat 1A. What's At Mako least Mako is a complete cross. ride. You hit Diamondback's Diamondback trim and feel like you could go to sleep. Mako, you get sideways airtime after the mid course. <laughs> I know the truth. You've admitted Mako's better. I know it. You just keep this act. It's an act? Yeah. Mako wishes it was Diamondback when it was growing up. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Mako's a Mako's a great coaster. It's just not as good as Diamondback. I got a Diamondback. I got a, a sweet sluggish. spot for Diamondback. You're biased. That's why you just said you have a sweet spot. You're biased towards Diamondback, aren't you? I like Diamondback. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, now you have my dad's thoughts and Chris's arguments about this. It goes um, better. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Diamondback though. It is a really good hyper. I do really like Diamondback myself. Uh, the trip out is phenomenal. I love the splashdown. I love the theming. I love the trains. It's a really solid hyper. It is, I, I, let's put it this way: the perfect coaster for me would be. The first half of Diamondback. And here's what I love so much about Diamondback. And Jack knows what I'm going to say. And this is everything that I don't like about, like, Intimidator. And I've ridden Behemoth up at um, Canada's Wonderland. I haven't ridden Apollo's Chariot. And I definitely need to get on Shambhala, too, someday. But Diamondback, for me, is, like, the perfect first half of a coaster. I mean, everything into that turnaround is the way it should be because it's almost a straight run out where it's nothing but up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like the steel version of Shivering Timbers. If you haven't ridden Shivering Timbers, then you don't know what to talk about. It's like on the voyage on the way out too. It's just, it's pure straight up and down, up and down, up and down, which I absolutely love. Now the second half of Diamondback after you hit the, after you hit the mid course break run, I agree. It's not the strongest coaster. Uh, the splashdown, though, is phenomenal. I love any coaster that has a splashdown. So if you were to give me the, like the second half of like Mako and like the first half Diamondback, that would be perfect. Because I'm not a big fan of these hypers doing like these 90 degree corners, like Intimidator does and like Mako does. To me, those are like buzz kills. Okay, I rest my opinion. Well, um, I'm with that. I do love the run out, the run backs. It needs some work. There are days it's better than there are days it's really not that good, but it's a solid coaster. Also, I just gotta say, I really love taking pictures of it. Of what? Diamondback. Oh. I mean, yeah, D Diamondback's first half is great, but then it, it's got nothing. Mako's like a complete ride, Diamondback is just half a ride. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, everyone has their opinion. I mean, that's why Mako's better. Be on Twitter too. So, <laughs> and we just got blocked, folks. <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> just maybe. Oh, Pepper, what do you think? For those of you who don't know, my dog is, you know, currently hiding under my desk. Pepper, what do you think about Diamondback? She's left speechless. There you go, folks. What does this segment become? But the best places to ride Diamondback, second row or the last row. I agree with that. Because the staggered seating, I'm a big fan of that. I, I'm, I'm Chris, you're going to hate me, but I'm with my dad on this. I do like the staggered seating more in the four across. Both of the hypers I've done with the staggered seating are so much slower than any of the ones with the four across. 
it just makes it feel more sluggish. The four cross just flies over hills. This one just like slowly climbs. I don't think there's anything slow about Diamondback on its way out. Not on its way out, but once you hit a trim or a mid-course, that's when it really, like, you can tell it affects it. Because after Mako's trim, it doesn't affect it nearly as much. Trims are just buzzkill overall. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not I good, totally but they're to go worse on Diamondback than they are on Mako. I totally just need to go pull that audio clip out and just drop it in what at the end of audio this. clip. The one from Sand Serpent at Bush Gardens, Tampa, where we come to a complete stop after a trim and like run into the restraints, and I say it's Diamondback all over again. I doubt that. We have it on recording. <laughs> have, it's on YouTube. Go watch Who said it. That? Chris? It wasn't me. <laughs> you were right behind us. Anyway, oh, because I. There is a really long and rambly ride of the week. Dad, thank you for joining us. Diamondback. Oh, check your email. We have details on our first rider. Well, thanks for spoiling it. We weren't talking about that to the second half of the show, but... We'll just cut that out. Yeah, no, that's just <laughs> What is happening? Wow. Well, maybe you should do it like Mike and Evie style and just take the show out of sequence and then stitch it all together. Maybe. Magic. Maybe. Good night, Twisted Drivelers. <laughs> Can you take that thing with you? What is this? <laughs> okay, I didn't even hear what he said. What are, who, who, who's going to block us? Rob Alvey. What did he say? People, there are some people who still follow Theme Park Review on Twitter. <laughs> Starbuck man mad. Okay. I'm not editing it out either. Oh, no. Don't edit any of this. This has been golden. Yes. Okay. So we are going to do this little cut. We'll edit this out. But... Okay. That was so, the best segment we've had. So, folks, that was the best ride of the week segment we have done yet. I have to. I mean. For sure. Okay. okay. What's next? Off topic. Off topic. You want to go first because I need a minute. <laughs> I've had like pretty much nothing. Uh, we're gonna talk about where I've where I was this past week in the second half, and uh, the only thing that's been going on is back to doing uh, my work, and uh, I got new furniture. Wow, I had such an interesting week, but that was it. Uh, I want to see the new furniture eventually, but we'll talk about that later. I'm on it. Like, you can see me. I mean, I can see parts of it, but, you know, I can't see all of it yet, so. <laughs> okay. Um, me, okay, so we took last week off because I was in Michigan uh, visiting family. Um, so the big thing was I did get to go down to Craig's Cruiser in Silver Lake or Mirrors, Michigan, whatever you want to call it. And that is where the hamster wheel coaster for my APA is now. And I got to ride it. But I didn't get to ride the hamster wheel. Stupid COVID. I'm really hoping that they bring another one of those to IAPA this year so we can ride it. Yeah, I well, and her, my grandmother are We're bringing a GoPro. Oh, well, of course we are bringing it over. My grandma's like, okay, y'all just got to come up here next summer, and then you can go back down and ride it. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know we're going back. I want um, There's actually a decent pop-up ejector on it, too, which was kind of fun. 
Um, was this your first SPF? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't done one yet. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, so someone, so the hamster wheel, someone from SBF has to come and approve, like, the hamster wheel to operate, like, sign off on it. And, of course, they're an Italian company, and there's still travel bans between America and Europe right now, so they can't come and sign it off on it. It might be a while. Yeah, hopefully by next summer. But, again, it was a fun thing. We also did, like, stuff around that. Uh, I got thrown. I went kneeboarding for the first time. I got thrown off a tube by my uncle going like thirty miles an hour. I kicked my cousin in the head. That was fun. What is wrong with you? Okay, so you know when your uncle throws you off. Okay, he literally threw us off the tube, and my cousin oh, and I are tubing. I, I thought you were and my... you intentionally kicked no. your cousin in the head at another point. No, not that. No, I thought about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, my foot totally connected with his head. We also ended up rolling over each other in the water. That was fun. Oh, and I lost my thrilling moments photography wristband. It's now part of that lake forever because it just got shredded. I still um, have. I put a new one on, but... Um, oh, yeah, and I took uh, our my family side-by-side in the quad and ran through the orchards like a maniac for several, 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 several hours. That was okay. fun. Well, you so, had an interesting week. It was fun. Uh, it was fun. So now for our next little segment, we're going to talk about where I was. Uh, it didn't really tie into off topic because it's on topic. Yeah, um, this whole little section, we're just going to do like, this is a bunch of smallish stuff we're going to talk about real okay. quick. So Yeah, I will be quick. So I stayed at Universal's Cabana Bay for three days um, and went to all the parks. It was really fun. Went to Volcano Bay, did all that. Uh, the hotel itself was really nice. The The restaurant was nice. They give you free dessert and everything. Um, Ooh, free, you have free chocolate cake. cake. Oh, yes. Uh, saw Born Again. Still not open yet, but I saw it uh, soft opening, so that was still good. Did all the stuff at Studios. Got to ride Men in Black again and E.T., which I both really enjoyed. Um, Islands of Adventure. I mean, that park. Islands of Adventure, now that Hagrid is there and just with the crowds that have been, that park is skyrocketing up my park rankings because I I forget how amazing that place is. I -hmm. rode Hagrid four times in one morning, got front. That's insane. Yeah. And I didn't have to wait, like, at all. You're just going for a record or something now? I think I have eight rides on it total, and I've been to the park, like, three times since it's open. That's pretty good. Yeah. I I got to ride it twice in the back, once in the front. Uh, It's very close, but I think I prefer the front a little bit more because there's a nice airtime moment and the spike is awesome. That ride, man, is still so good. So I got to ride that thing. Everywhere. I've been going to Universal pretty often. I love it so much. I like it a lot more than Busch Gardens and SeaWorld right now because of how they're handling everything. So that's where I was. That was my week. That's why the week Mm -hmm. was off for me, at least. Well, and then, yeah, like I, I was in Michigan, but I was uh, yesterday, uh, took advantage of having the day off work and went up to Dollywood for a little bit. Um, the big thing I just want to talk about is how good Thunderhead is running. That is really what I'm just going to talk about. Um, I Thunderhead has been running so good this year. It's just insane how well it's running. It's, feel, it's running faster and smoother. It's more rewritable. And if it rains, oh, hands down. I mean, that thing might. I mean, I'm sorry, Mystic, and I'm sorry, Gold Striker, but it's really climbing the rankings. Um, 
I mean, Thunderhead has really made an impression on me this year. I've really enjoyed getting a bunch of rides on it. And I will admit it. I have said it yesterday. Thunderhead was better than Lightning Rod. <laughs> like, I Lightning Rod yesterday was just... This. Lightning Rod yesterday was like... It was just... It was there. I was like, okay, that was okay. That was running meh. The airtime was meh. Everything about it was meh yesterday. It was just one of those days for that coaster. Thunderhead was like, yep, uh, you see that? You see where it says, you know, this is as good as it gets? Let's just go past that and see how that goes. Now... I mean, it was just insane, so... I don't know how well everybody else knows Jack, but he has told me many times that there will never be another coaster better than Lightning Rod. Even if the coaster is better than Lightning Rod, it will not ever be his number one. Lightning Rod will always be number one. But... I'm starting to doubt that a little bit because him saying even Thunderhead was better than Lightning Rod. I mean, I think there's a chance there could be something that's good enough to take that number one spot from Elrod. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, yesterday was really an off day for Lightning Rod. It's just I was like, okay, this is not running that good. I mean, I rode it once and I rode Thunderhead three times, so that should yeah. give you an indication. Um, and I had to skip the line Ooh. I could have used if I wanted which I actually kind of save that for us because I figured we might want to use it. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, okay. But yeah, definitely. So yeah, Thunderhead's running good. Um, everything else is running good. We got rained out. We left early anyway, so yep. it wasn't a big deal. Had fun. Uh, the next one, real quick, uh, we'll plug it. Um, not sure when it's coming up, but before we recorded this episode, we were on yes. someone else's podcast. Justin from uh, Snapshots made yesterday mm-hmm. his, his podcast. Uh, Snapshots or Snapshots made yesterday's podcast for tomorrow. We were both guests on that. That will be out soon, so make sure you go listen to that. Yeah, give him support. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Uh, you can go back and listen to... The episode I did way back at the beginning when he, we just talked about my photography. You can listen to an episode we did a couple of weeks ago live from Dollywood at the reopening. And then, of course, you'll get to hear um, uh, Chris and I talk about just – we talked about a bunch of stuff in Walt Disney. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely go give that a listen. We will uh, plug it on all the socials when For it sure. drops. So uh, Next one's me, and then I'll let you talk about the last one. Um, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, my dad kind of already spoiled it. We will be at King's Island. Woohoo! Yay! Uh, Wednesday night, we will be at Orion's first rider event. Uh, I owe a huge, 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 huge thank you to everyone who um, donated. I am actually going to pull up the list and read your names on the podcast right now because y'all are awesome. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, but yeah, we will be at um, at Kings Island for um, the first rider event. Before COVID, I think my dad and I were supposed to be on um, train number two, so we should be on train number four now, depending. Um, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And of course, the second day, we will be um, there for opening day of the park, ride a lot of my favorites. Um, you know, I mean, we've talked about Diamondback already tonight. Um, I love Mystic, Beast, Banshee, uh, and a bunch of other stuff at the park. Where am I? I'm trying to find it. There it is. Okay, um, let's find out. 
Uh, we have Brian Leland. He's an old friend of the family, the DeLong family, one of my close friends uh, when I was a kid. My grandma. There were um, a couple of anonymouses. Um, David, thank you. And then Elizabeth McDaniels also donated. Thank you all. I don't know how many of you listen, but if you listen, yeah, thank you. If not, well, you still got your name right on the podcast. So thank you for supporting A Kid Again and helping us reach our goals to be on the first trains of Orion. That was it's awesome of y'all, and I know I'm definitely going to enjoy writing it for you. Okay, now let's see. So we have one more little thing before we get to uh, just kind of something random that me and Jack have been talking about throughout the week. But uh, I am finally our. This is kind of like I'd say the first coaster trip since we started this that one of us gets to go on. Yeah, Isn't pretty it? much. Yeah, I'm very excited. My summer trip is finally here, so we're going to talk about where I'm going to be heading, where you will be hearing trip reports from, and uh, all the parks I'm going to. Very excited for this. So, first, I have a Fun Spot annual pass on the way up. I will be going to Fun Spot America Atlanta. Not too excited for this park. I have the pass. Just going to stop by and get This is just the uh, grip the credits and go type of park. Exactly. And it's also where the original Chick-fil-A was. Jack told me that, so thank you for the information. Uh, gonna probably stop Are you there. seriously going to the Dorf House without me? What? If you want to show up, go ahead. I don't care. You have to work! <laughs> okay, so mm. that's the first park. Then the second. We will be going to Dollywood, both me <laughs> yes. and Jack. We will be we there riding lightning rod all day. We will, uh, we're going to be doing a in-person recording for the first time together. We, uh, Chris and I have never recorded an episode together. It's happened a week from today. We will be sitting in the same room recording a podcast episode together. Yes. That's going to be fun, I think. Do live live thing from Dollywood. We will be posting from there and everything. So, very excited uh, to get back to Lightning Rod. <laughs> I will have gone three years in a row now, which I have no complaints about, obviously. I was gonna. Uh, we at this point we just kind of use it as like, oh, you know, my best friend lives there. We should go there every year. Parts. That's how it yeah. works, right? Um, <laughs> it's like I'm not complaining that I get to go ride Kumba and Chikra and Montu oh, yeah, and Mako. And... <laughs> uh, next park I will be going to. My favorite, my Silver Dollar City with my time traveler. I'm wearing the time traveler shirt right now. I'm going back. I can't see it, but I'm sure it's. I guess I am going back to ride my favorite coaster in the whole world, to go to my favorite park in the whole world, ride Outlaw Run, ride Wildfire, ride Powder Cake. I really hope the Rapids is open by then. If it is, I'll be very happy. But no new credits there. But if I can't go where I was originally planning on going, might as well go to Silver Dollar City, right? So mm -hmm. next will be the only, well, um, fun spot, also, but the only real big park on this trip that is entirely new to me, and that is Worlds of Fun. Very excited. Which I am park. slightly jealous because, you know, I really want to go to this park, but... I'm very excited. Uh, Mamba is going to be awesome, I'm sure. I love Steel Eel as it is. It's just barely outside of my top 25 now because Hagrid's kind of moved in. But <laughs> Ma that's made me really excited for Mamba. I love GCI, I love Mystic, so there's Prowler, Patriot, 
looks awesome as well. It looks like an underrated invert in my opinion. The color scheme looks amazing. So I'm super excited to get all the new credits at this park. And uh, then my return to Six Flags St. Louis, this time for almost a first full day. Last time I only went for like three hours. Um, and this time, hopefully, <laughs> you yeah, get to ride American Thunder. You know, you know. Uh, last time, American Thunder was supposed to be my 150th coaster. And uh, I sat in the front seat, and it closed for rain and didn't reopen. So that was a very, very sad moment. One of the lowlights of my time as an enthusiast. But I remember that was a night that was just uh, – that, that was a night of texting, I remember. Yeah, I was not happy. But it's going to get its chance at redemption. It and should be my 200. Yep. So it was going to be my 150. It should be my 200 now. Uh, if I get the kitty credit at World's Fun, I get to go right on it. If not, then I will be at 198 going into it, but I haven't ridden the boomerang there either, so I just need that to be open. Um, excited to go back there. Mr. Freeze, American Thunder, boss. Uh, oh, gosh. Is it American Eagle or is it Screaming Eagle? I think it's Screaming Eagle. I think it's Screaming Eagle. That ride, that's fun. Their Batman is one of my favorite Batmans, too. Not going to ride Ninja, but yeah, very excited to go back there. And last part on the way home, is Six Flags Over Georgia. Now I am still cursed. If you know on this show, I'm screaming cursed with Mindbender. It is screaming eagle. Okay. Yep. I am cursed with Mindbender. La- uh, let's see, two times ago when I went to the park, didn't get to ride it because I needed the rest of the credits. Last time I went, closer weather. It's not even opening this year. I'm going <laughs> back and I still can't ride it, but still going to be worth it because. Twisted Cyclone and Goliath are great rides, obviously. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to Scream Machine, too, with its retracking. Scorchers and the track fun. looks really good. So. Daredevil Dive. Yeah. Should I try Superman again? I don't know. It was not good last time, but Jack says that he likes it. So we'll see. Uh, but- and there is a chance I will actually be joining them at Six Flags Over Georgia, but that's kind of still up in the air at this point in time. It could so. happen. Might not. If it doesn't, we'll find that's out. Fine, but- yeah, so that's going to be my trip. Finally, the first trip, really big trip of one of the Twisted Travelers that we get to do. Yeah, Jack, we're looking forward I, to it. Um, you've got yours, maybe. We're going to, there, I, Chris, and, well, I know I have been working on kind of like a master plan for what the rest of the season is going to look like, and I have dates picked out for when I would like to announce it. But we're going to find out. Oh well. So mm. I know I keep teasing. Most I think a lot of people already know because I've really been kind of lax on social media about you know telling people. Um, but if you don't know, well, then you just get to go along with the mystery of it all, and you'll find out on July twentieth if everything yes. goes to plan. Okay. So our last. Thing. So moving on to our last thing. Yeah. Go okay, ahead. Okay. So me and Jack kind of been random but we've just been talking about mystery mine a lot lately uh because he went and it was closed we were just kind of talking about you know things we would do differently with mystery mine because it's a weird Mm -hmm. unique coaster and it's getting up there in age so and it's got a bunch of issues (laughs) so we were both thinking like there's obviously some changes that could be made to improve it whether it's with maintenance and all that what would we do to change it? So I figured we would kind of throw some ideas mm-hmm. out there just because this has been conversation ongoing with us. 
there's been conversation ongoing with, between us, and then it pops up every once in a while in the community. And we've got the ones you're expecting us to say already. We're going to say those, but we have stuff, I think, that people really haven't thought about. Um, so I definitely... So let's start with the obvious stuff, and then we can work down to some of the things that we've come up with that are a little more under the radar, but I think a lot of people would be like, that's a good idea. Trains with lap bars. Yes, uh, yeah, that's the big one. Uh, Infinity trains or modified Eurofighter trains yeah, we have discussed with lap this. bars. Uh, don't think the uh, Infinities would work. I think we've both said. That's, that, so that's one of the things. So everyone's like, oh yeah, just put Infinity trains the on Infinities it. Infinities are two it chassis, right? Or like two cars. Well, the Eurofighter is just one car, so I think that's the issue with them. Yeah, there's definitely, you've got that. So, you, But I think, is it Iron Shark at Galveston that has Eurofighter trains yes, with lap bars? I can't And so does Tantrum at Tarion Lake. Um, I'm going to look this up. I'm pretty sure Tantrum. Okay, so that would be my first thing. Is may I'm looking, yeah, Iron Shark has lap bars. So that would be my first thing, is let's get the trains like Iron Shark has. Um, yeah. And I just got to say, that I think that would make the whole, especially the back half of the ride, going through that stall out. Oh, that would be insane. Just hanging there with the lap bar. Like, that would just be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would definitely so, be the I think, biggest improvement, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the other big one, I think, is the ride computer does need an overhaul. That one's more of a technical thing, but it does need to be, like, fully replaced. Yeah. Um, the, so if you don't know Mystery Mine, Mystery Mine can run seven trains, but because of the computer's age and the blocking setups they've had to use the last couple of years, they can only run five now. And it even gets mad. If they put a sixth one on, they can do that for an hour or two, and then it gets mad and they have to take it off. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the computer system needs a reset. Um... The other thing that I, don't th I haven't told you this one, but I think this I think you'll agree with me. Get rid of the second load station and make that an unload. I think that'd be a good idea. They don't use the second load station that often. I've seen anymore, it use they? them twice in the five years I've been going to Dollywood. I've seen them use it twice. Yeah, so just change that to an unload. That would be easy. Mm -hmm. That'd be an easy change for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I know one thing you brought up was I'm a score. Yes, I did bring up an IMA score. I want an IMA score soundtrack for this coaster. I think it'd just be epic. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. IMA score for any coaster would be amazing. But mm -hmm. Mystery Mind would definitely be a good fit. I just had like the whole Terran thing. I was like, oh, that'd be it's like just like a Terran-ish soundtrack and everything else would be so awesome. And then kind of I guess with music going along with theming, just kind of even overhauling just the queue, maybe putting some more storytelling back into the queue and just kind of actually having the ride tell a story it's yeah. such an amazing building and such an amazing like ride i think it really could like if you could take tell a story through it it'd be awesome and i mean even even some minor retracking wouldn't be too but, expensive well One minor retracking or we can get into the other idea we talked about and this is probably the biggest one we had which would be a complete redo of the first outdoor section if they did that that would be amazing so now, for, with yeah, how tight this, that land is, it would be interesting what different they could do. Well, we, we know Dollywood is, uh, like, does not care to level a hill, because Wildwood Grove was a mountain, and now it is flat. See, so if they could, and they wanted to expand even more onto that layout, 
I mean, they could make this thing just like absolutely amazing and clear a lot more land. And like, man, even if they could change it to a launch, like a launch first half with a bunch of inversions and airtime hills, kind of out and back. I don't even think they got to go that soon. I like the length it is now, but like you go into an interesting thing. Like, what if they built, put a second show building over there? Like, you actually went into the hill and you were in the mine. Oh, that'd be amazing. That, okay, well, with what we're saying, like, that now, would be it's awesome. A little out of hand. None of this would probably ever happen. This is when we get start to get far fetched. So, one, well, I'll throw out my idea. So, the big thing with that whole first like outdoor section is that it's extremely like tight turn radiuses, which just push those trains to the limit. So just figure out a way to make everything just a little bit bigger, a little bit more loose, so the trains aren't, like, you know, eating the rails mm -hmm. the whole way through it, and it's going to be a much smoother ride, much more enjoyable. Now let's go back to fantasizing about making it insane. Uh, okay, yeah. So, oh, that would be so cool, is if you came outside with that lift, did, like, a couple of little tips, uh, and you dove do that. into the mine, and then hit a yes. rolling launch into the show building. And just oh, and inversions and airtime hills in the dark with theming all around. Oh, that'd be so expensive. Cause, I mean, that's just, it's a giant hill back there, but that'd be so awesome. Just like, and then just launch, and then you're in the mine, and then you shoot out, like you come out somehow, and you shoot out into the airtime hill under the drop-off, the whatever mid-course number that is, twist back in, and then into the second lift, and just pick up so right where the ride What I'm now. hearing is we're going to take Mystery Mine and basically combine its current version with Fluke von Novgorod. Exactly! <laughs> that, that'd be awesome <laughs> if they could do that. It, that would never, ever, That really would be insane. Happen, if they did... Oh, it's never going to happen. You know what? In five years, when it actually happens, we can say we called it. That's going to be great. Yeah. In Dollywood's current lineup, if they did that to Mystery Mine, it would probably be the second best coaster in the park. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, well, now, even the, we both the whole, love Eagle and Thunderhead. Yes, that, but it'd have a hard time getting past those. But if they really pulled out all the stops on this thing, oh. No chance it happens. Just No, there's no way. But I will say this. It's one of those rides, because I, I said it the other day, and it like kills me to say it. It's like, the way it is now, maybe 10 more years, and then we're going to really have to look at either going away forever or something like this happening where they just complete overhaul of parts of the ride. And I, my big thing, it's such an amazing building and it's such an, um, like unique coaster. Like there's nothing really else like this in America. There's really not a lot like it elsewhere in the world. Novgorod is so kind loose, of like it, but even then it's got its major differences. Yeah. And so, I mean, even then it's just like, I don't want to see this coaster go. And it's, I mean, it's one of those, like, I love all the coasters at Dollywood, but I do really love Mystery Mine. It's such a unique, quirky little ride, and it's always just fun. Mm -hmm. So I really would hate to see Mystery Mine go. And I will even say this, if they ever just got rid of the coaster, leave it. Don't tear it out. Just leave it and just make it be part of the storytelling, because there's really not much you could do with that plot of land anyways. Just leave it for me to look at, please. Yeah, I think it'd definitely be possible for them to pretty much leave it as it is now and just reprofile and change some, mm -hmm. retract some stuff. They, I think that would definitely help them, and also modernize the computer, like you said, change that up. It would definitely Get be possible, I think, for them to do that. 
Uh, but just like, would they really want to? Would it really be worth it? It's old at that point. It's in such a tight plot of land. I mean, part of you thinks it would almost be easier to just get rid of it and have something new come there that's just much better and isn't going to have these problems. Yeah, but then, like I said, we also, like I said, it's such a tight plot of land. I'm not sure. I mean, if they could have it go back over that hill and expand a little bit of room back there. Yeah, but I mean, it's a pretty big hill. I mean, we're talking about a lot of excavating. Like, they could make that area a little bigger, but if you want to make it a lot bigger, you're really going to start having to like move some dirt. Here's what I'm thinking. Could you imagine clear that land and then build a tight, compact, copperhead strike-style mock multi-launch, and it launches and has... Like, just an airtime hill that goes over and back over that hill, almost like how Icon has, after its first launch, the big airtime hill underneath Big One's support and over the path. They could almost do something like that. They'd need more, like, quite a bit more Maybe. room, but I think they could definitely fit something like that there. Yeah, the, I, I agree with that, but I still would think, I know it's going to sound bad, I'd rather have Mystery Mine there, just put the, put the mock multi-launch somewhere well, yeah, else. I'd rather put it just... I'll leave I mystery mind there. So that's our that's we've been just kind of discussing that on and off throughout the week. We were like that. I was like, well, we need something for the back half. So let's just voice our opinions mm. on this. Um, let us know what you think. Um, I, I think on uh, so this week on Instagram and Twitter, we're going to throw up a poll because after the great debate between Chris and my dad, I want to know what everyone thinks. Mako or Diamondback. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we are talking about Diamond or not Diamond. Next week we're talking about Mako. Yeah. So that will be fun. And next week, like I, we talked about it, next week's just going to be, I think, a special episode for Chris and I. I think we're both really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. We so we got the Orion review. We're going to have. Um, I think Chris may go to another park this week. Maybe Pro- you said probably right. Maybe yeah. Yeah, we'll um, see how it goes. And then of course. We're going to do a live segment from Dollywood, which is going to be really fun. And then I think the big thing for us is, you know, we're actually going to get to record a podcast episode in the same room for the first time, which is just going to be really, I think, fun for us. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. We um, will be uh, posting on Instagram and Twitter when I'm going to all my parks. I'll have uh, like little pictures and mini reviews and stuff on there as I go, just following the day, kind of like how Jack does on uh, on. Thrilling Moments Photography when he goes to a park. We'll probably do something similar. So next week's definitely going to be different, but we've got, we're changing some things up, obviously. We're, we're doing uh, stuff on social media more often, and we will probably have our little overhaul next week. So ex- I'm very excited for next week. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think we just close it out with that, and we say thank you all for next, or thank you all for listening. And Chris, I will actually see you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Clifton Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.